from a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Aaron Coleman and Captain Ron. There are no Pirates of the Caribbean on this week's nautical episode. Well, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of High on Film. Sobering talk about movies here for another week, episode 216. Today discussing one of the seminal films from one of the biggest stars of 2017, Kurt Russell. <laughs> We're watching Captain Ron today from 1992, directed by Tom Eberhardt, uh, written by John Dwyer and Mr. Eberhardt, and based off a story by John Dwyer. How about that? Uh, Mary Kay Place, Martin Short, and the Pirates of the Caribbean all-star in this wonderful family film from two. 2000, jeez Louise, 1992. My name's Chris Maxwell, I'm your host, trying to get the facts right week in, week out. Welcome back. You know, it's a nice little uh, reprieve of some of the more heavy films we've been doing recently. The original Alien trilogy, Split, and now here we are, the dawn of summer, lightening the mood, heading to the Caribbean, wearing fluorescent clothing that you wear. Let's get to my co-host. He's the man that's right to my left. He is the co-host from the couch, the podcaster of disaster, and the Brad Davis that God gave us. My co-host and friend, Brad Davis. Hey, Chris. Hey, Brad. What's up? Not much, man. Cool. Uh, Captain Ron, huh? Yes. Have you seen this before in your in your past, in your youth? Yeah, I saw it a long time ago. I, I didn't remember it very well, but yeah, I've definitely seen it before. One of the many films Kurt Russell wears an eye patch in. Yes. How about that? Yes. He loves, he loves a good eye patch. Yeah, I only bring that up now because we did not do that as a category for Trash Star Destroy, considering two of the other movies are Escape From movies. Right. New York or LA. Or Los Angeles. Yeah. Which, I, and also, we just found this out, separated by, what was it, like 13 years? 15. 15 I think it was like years? 81 and 96. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know, all my life I thought Escape from LA came closer to Escape from New York. Oh, and most certainly. My life. In the 80s, but here we are. Let's get to our guest. She has been on many times. She's one of our favorites. She is an actress and comedian and a very close friend of ours. Erin Coleman returns. Yay! 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 Once again, bringing the most highbrow of movie <laughs> selection. Believe me, we could use it. Yeah. We, need a, we need a breather. <laughs> we had to watch Alien 3 followed by Split. Whoa. Yeah, I know. And One's bad. Aliens and Aliens, so... I will never watch any of those movies. Aliens are my greatest fear. Sure. So. Yeah. They're scary. Yeah. Any alien or just like xenomorph aliens? I feel like most aliens. Okay. All alien movies. I don't want to immediately reject any alien life forms that will come to Earth. Mm -hmm. Good hey, call. They, they all cool, listen. Right? Yeah. They're yeah. going out into the, into the wave. <laughs> yep. I accept fan. you. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, the movie depiction aliens, dating back all the way to, uh, I remember being terrified of E.T. Oh. When I was younger. Never trusted it. Couldn't watch it. <laughs> Cute guys. Mac and me, however, I was fine with. <laughs> okay, all right. Another terrible... God, does that preclude my movie days? <laughs> Mac and me. Wow, that was telling. Classic. <laughs> well, let's... What about captains, though? I mean, we're, we're not talking about captains. aliens. <laughs> You're a big captain fan? Big captain oh, fan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are boat captains your favorite type of captain? Yeah. Do you yeah. know actually, uh, what is that aptitude test when you take in high school? Yeah. So that I should be a cruise boat captain. <laughs> What? Yeah. That's an option? Yeah. 
it came back, and lately I've been thinking about some things. <laughs> head out <laughs> the cruise ship. Listen. Hey, with the the amount of like new like rock cruises and things yeah. going on, quite lucrative. Go captain. <laughs> yeah, go captain a three eleven cruise. Oh God, no. <laughs> Three Eleven cruise? Yeah, they do that. I know they do that one like every year. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a Three Eleven cruise with All like other like. And don't know what to do. Yep, got to come original. <laughs> All right, right. guys. And where's the color of your energy? Is that Three Eleven? That is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is. Yes, okay, maybe yeah. I'm going to do it. Good job. We all got Three Eleven references. You're going to be the captain of the Three Eleven ship. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I mean, all semi-washed-up bands do it nowadays, so I'm sure you can find one you like. One that I enjoy. Yeah. The Garbage Cruise. The Garbage Cruise. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to work. That was the one where their toilets stopped. Yeah, exactly. with shit. There have yeah. been a lot of Garbage Cruises, actually. Yeah. I feel like most cruises are probably yeah, ended up somewhat garbage. garbage. Yeah. Um, so, Captain Ron is a movie from your youth. Yeah. Uh, and you've always loved it. And you I mentioned, have. hey, I want to do this. Yes. And, uh, yeah, funny enough, it's back in the zeitgeist. I mean, we got a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie coming out. Yeah. We've got Kurt Russell in two of the biggest movies of the year so far, Fate of the Furious and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great time. Also, fashion is coming back. I was watching the entire time being like, I love these outfits. I need to, I'm going, I'm going to the Caribbean soon, and I was like, I need to get some outfits like this. I'll tell you, early 90s, it... it Makes sense. Yeah. We're just obsessed with the 80s culture again. Yeah. So now here we are, right into the early 90s culture. Right in the early 90s. I think you would look great in a bright green oversized polo shirt. Oh, yes. Martin Short's wardrobe in particular <laughs> yes. was the one yes. that I was really checking I out. Figured, I figured you were taking notes on that. With a puffy flamenco tops. Yes. Flamenco? Yeah. That's yeah, kind of what they're... Yeah, right? Yeah. I heard that term before. Flamenco dancing? Flamenco dancers, flamenco top, ruffle. Yeah, it's like it's like what uh, Caroline wears for like half this movie. She's uh, got like a white one and a red uh, one. Oh, like with like the, the ruffle. Yeah, with yeah, like yeah. over uh, off, off, the, off the shoulders. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Like a puffy shirt. Yeah. But I don't want to be a pirate. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a flamenco shirt. No, no. I don't think so. <laughs> but the arms are similar. Sure. sure. <laughs> I, I, I got it now. Alright guys, let's get into some Trash Star Destroy. Three movies of a similar ilk um, that we essentially make you make the hard decisions about. Yeah. One movie you have to trash, which means it's eliminated from existence. One movie you get to star in in whatever role you want to take for yourself. And the third movie then must be destroyed, which means the only version that has ever been made has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay of Bad Boys 2 fame. A movie that also goes to Cuba. True. True. A movie that I also love. Guys, my taste. You like yeah. Bad Boys too? I like Bad Boys too. Bad Boys, too. Bad Boys too. Yeah. Oh, Great. I love that. And then after that, movies. Michael Bay. What happened? Yeah. He ruined everything. We're getting Bad Boys for life one of these years. Yeah. Did you? We're also getting Top Gun too. Apparently, I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> Chris is so excited. I couldn't care less. I'm not that excited about Top Gun too. Well, Top Gun is such a perfect movie. In, in it is not a perfect movie. I was just thinking there is nothing perfect about Top Gun. <laughs> We were just saying the sequel coming so long after. That's a way long after sequel. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a huge amount of time. Mm-hmm. What is that, 86 to... Yeah. We are. 17. <laughs> and who knows when it's coming. Yeah, it's not this year. No, it's not. Tom Cruise has to do The Mummy. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He's got a whole dark universe ahead of him I now. know. All right, guys. Let's do... We were just talking about uh, how Aaron loves captains. So let's do You're the Captain Now. Three movies with Captain in the title. 
Captain Phillips, Captain Fantastic, and Captain America Civil War. Mm. So you got uh, Tom Hanks, Viggo Mortensen, and Chris Evans. You're the captain now, Brad. What are you doing? Trash Star Destroy. Um, I haven't seen Captain Fantastic, though I heard it's good. Maybe not fantastic. I enjoyed it much more than I thought I was going to. Oh, okay. I kind of wrote it off as like, oh, this is just going to be a feel-good family movie. What, he's like a hippie raising his kids? And... Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. see that one either. Yeah. Mm. I, heard, I mean, he was nominated for an Oscar for it. It was? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. It's got some really touching moments in it. Yeah. You know? Sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to trash that. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, to be honest, I don't want to star in it, and I can't imagine that's a good fit for Michael Bay. Sure. So um, so I'm going to trash that. The question is, do I want to star in Captain Phillips or Captain America? I guess I'm going to give Captain Phillips to Michael Bay. We'll get that uh, Tom Hanks-Michael Bay combination that we've all been... Waiting for, mm-hmm. I guess. All of us. All of us in the world. And then I am going to star in Civil War. And the question is, which role do I take? Fuck it. I'm going to be Captain America. Whoa. I'm going to take, hey, take the Chris Evans role. Uh, I mean, it's fun to work with. It'd be fun to work with Robert Downey Jr. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah, Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I'm pretty confident in that choice. I mean, no offense to Chris Evans. He's a, actually a pretty great Captain America, but uh, but I'm not chomping at the bit to work with him. Okay. So, as much as I am some of the other actors, like, you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Brad Thanks, Davis, Chris. the next Captain America. Look at that. <laughs> Aaron, what are you, you know going to do with these three films? All right. Well... I think I'm going to trash Captain America Civil War. Mm. Uh, and that's because when I was watching it, before I saw it, I had had a little wine. And then I fell asleep. <laughs> and then I woke up at the big battle at the end. And I turned to Lizzie and I was like, why are they fighting each other? <laughs> so that movie doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> you know, it's called Civil War, though, right? Like, who versus? Why are they so mad at each other? That's a big Marvel question. It's who versus? Um, <laughs> So that movie's uh, confusing, so I'm trashing it. Um, and then <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going to star in Captain Fantastic because the mom dies pretty quickly, right? Oh, not even in the movie, I believe. Are there any flashbacks? Does she get any screen uh, time? I don't... Oh, uh, she might. I don't think she does, though. Yeah, take the role. I'm taking the role because I'm going to get paid for a feature yeah. and I have to do very little days on set. <laughs> you might get to be a body at some point. All right, cool. Sweet. No flashback? Nothing? Uh, not that I remember, no. I think uh, it's all present day. Well, then, if not, then I'll be some other character that's only yeah. there. There's I mean, a there's grandma definitely at, at some least, point, right? Yes, there is a grandmother. Ah, yeah, sweet. I can't be the mom. Well, at the very <laughs> least, there's a body wrapped in a sheet. That's oh, okay, the mother. Cool. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's a makeup, if nothing else. We'll exactly. do it upright. Yeah. <laughs> You got a really touching scene with Vigo Mortensen. If, right. if you take the mom part, the V, the, the grandma part. No, no, the mom part. The no, dead I mom said part. she wasn't in it. Well, there's a body wrapped in a sheet with that has a very touching scene with oh. Viggo Mortensen. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's the easiest stay on set ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. The grandma's with Frank Langella. Okay. Uh, All right. All right. Well, to be to be continued, I guess. To be con- see the movie. Sure. Yeah. I figure it out, and I pick out which. Nothing else. You're wrapped in a sheet. Nothing else. I get to be wrapped in a sheet. Uh, get feature pay. 
Um, and then uh, let's give. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna see Michael Bay's Captain Phillips. <laughs> I wanna see it. Yeah. <laughs> I decided it way before. You, I was like, yeah, that's a movie I would watch. Michael yes. Bay's Somali yeah, pirate film. Exactly. It might have been. Might have been more interesting. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, all right. <laughs> Oh, I liked Captain. For a Phillips. movie with that much tension, I was like, "Yeah." Oh boy! <laughs> but I love Tom Hanks, so I'll watch it. Sure. I'll watch anything. I'll li- literally watch him cook for two hours. <laughs> Tom Hanks cooking show? Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> watch him do anything. <laughs> Hanks for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, boy, I guess I don't think as much as I'm arguing, I don't think I'm going to disagree here. I think it might have to be Michael Bay's Captain Phillips. Yeah. I mean, a Tom Hanks, Michael Bay movie is interesting to me, for better or worse. Uh, yeah, to see more, to him handle, to see him handle more real life situations like 13 Hours or a Somali pirate film, uh, I can't say my interest isn't peaked. Yeah. So yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, I will trash Captain Fantastic as much as it did defy my expectations. It didn't make my top 10 of the year. Oh, God. I don't need it. What a know. shit film. Though. All right, Brad. Sure <laughs> I could be the oldest son in that. He is a fun part. Huh? Yeah. But how could I ever forgive myself if I don't star in Captain America Civil War and fulfill childhood Chris Maxwell's biggest dream and take the role of Spider-Man? Black Widow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And take the role of Black Widow. No. Spider-Man, Brad. Right, of course. Get to be Peter Parker. Ugh. Get funny, some of the funniest scenes of that film with That's uh, true. Downey Jr. Yeah, actually, that is a great role to take. I kind of forgot about that. Get my own spin-off with Marissa Tomei. As much as a Spider-Man she's film in, is a she's spin-off. She's also in that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Love me some Marissa Tomei. But yeah, so that's what I'm going to do there, I think. Yeah, good choice. Thanks, man. All right, let's do one more category of Trash Star Destroy. All right. A category called Short Films. Okay. Three Martin Short Films. <laughs> oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's good. We'll do the movie we just watched, Captain Ron. We'll do maybe my favorite Martin short film, Three Amigos. Oh. And the other beloved, Father of the Bride. Oh. Yeah. Father of the Bride, Three Amigos, and Captain Ron. (laughs) Trash, Star, Destroy. I mean, I definitely have to be in Father of the Bride. And I guess I'll take the, the... What's his name? Mackenzie? Uh, the the husband role. Or the future husband future role husband. of whatever her name is. Kimberly Williams, I think. Um, but either way, I mean, you get some... You get to work with Steve Martin and Diane Keaton, which is great, obviously. Oh, so, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. And it, uh, as much as I even love Diane Keaton, like to work with Steve Martin would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't pass up that opportunity. Uh, and then it's Captain Ron. Oh, and Three Amigos. Um, boy. I mean, I guess, I guess I will, I've never loved Three Amigos, quite honestly. Oh my it's goodness gracious, Brad. It's good, okay. but I've like never had the, uh, affection for it the way some people do. Um, but yeah, what do I do though? Do I give that to Bay? Captain Ron actually probably fits Michael Bay a little better than Three Amigos would. But uh, you have some good talent there. Uh, you know what? I'm going to trash Three Amigos and piss, it, <laughs> piss the world off. 
And I'm going to give Captain Ron to Michael Bay. I think that fits his... I think that fits him much better than Three Amigos does. And... Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Sorry, world. Okay. No Three Amigos. No Three Amigos. Jeez. All right. Jeez Louise. Well, I'll tell you, I... I'm going to star in Three Amigos, and I, I think I might have the audacity to take Martin Short's role. Wow. So that I can hang out with Steve Martin and Chevy Chase. Do you really want to hang out with Chevy Chase? That's a I really mean, good point. Take Chevy Chase's point, role. Yeah. <laughs> Chevy I mean, Chase is still a jerk then. Yeah. He has always been the a worst. dick. <laughs> I understand. I've okay. heard the stories. Okay. But Chevy Chase has made me laugh very hard, especially in this movie. And in Fletch and on Saturday Night Live, I think he is kind of a comedic genius. Kind of. Albeit turned out to be a, a somewhat problematic and uh, terrible person. Sure. That being said, if he ever wants to come on the show, I'm happy We'd to have We'd love him. to have you, Chev. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess I could, like, take... Well, I can't really have, like, take El Guapo's part. No, that'd be a I problem. Can't be a, you know, Mexican outlaw. I don't think you can. No, no, I don't. No, I don't way think to I white, can. Way to white watch a roll. Yeah, I mean, and like, what John Lovitz is in there somewhere, and Phil Hartman's in there somewhere. Mm. I can take John Lovitz's role, but I can't fulfill the same character. So, I'm sorry, Martin Short. <laughs> All, right. All right. You know what? No, actually, I'm gonna listen to you guys. I'm gonna take the Chevy Chase role. Yeah. Because Good. I can probably play that type better than I can yeah, the Martin the Short ball. type. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> so working with Martin Short would probably be pretty awesome. It'd be pretty awesome. And I'll tell you, Martin Short is one of the finest physical comedians we have. He's terrific, yeah. Uh, I'll be more on that later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> uh, but then I think it's I think you're right, Brad, with the Michael Bay. I think we're getting Michael Bay's Captain Ron. Michael Bay Kurt Russell sounds like it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, that does sound good. And unfortunately, that leaves Father of the Bride in the trash. Meaning that there's only the Spencer Tracy one, and then... And the sequel. And then Father of the Bride Part 2, which will be a true sequel to the Spencer Tracy one. That's true. That works out. So, and even Father of the Bride Part 2 is... It's not as good as the original, but it's right. solid. If you like the, the first remake. one... Not the original, because the original... Is, well, no, not the yeah, original. Yeah. I'm saying the sequel is about as good as... Is not the, as good as the original, but it's right. close. Could be. Could be worse. You guys just... Could be worse. You guys just solved my dilemma. Oh, did we? Wow. Yeah. Happy to help. Please, indulge us. What, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Alright, so, I'm giving Michael Bay three amigos because I want to see it. Okay, <laughs> it's sure. It's going to be super fun. Yeah, that's uh, not a bad call. You know, it's madcap zany action, so let's just pump up the action a little. Um, I'm going to star in Captain Ron only because I always wanted to, and I'll take Caroline's role. Cool. And I think it would just be a super fun... Uh, Fun shoot. You're out in the water all the time. You're like in the Caribbean. I, it's going to be a good time. You get a Caribbean vacation. You get a Caribbean vacation. I want to be on that set. That seems like a good time. I'm a, wa I'm a water girl. I want to be on that set. Water girl. Now, I was really sad because I was like, oh, father of the bride. I also want to work with Martin Short and Diane Keaton and Steve Martin. Um, but if we trash it and keep the sequel, I'm going to leverage my part on Captain Ron. I'm going to be a hot commodity <laughs> in Hollywood. All right. I'm going to get the part in Father of the Bride, too. Kimberly Williams, for some reason, in this uh, alternate universe, is unable to do the sequel, so they sure. have to recast her part. And I'm fresh off my success of Captain Ron. You know Martin Short. Yeah. Kimberly Williams is way and too I busy recording the 
Yeah. You've no worked with him before. I just worked with him. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, she plays a great daughter. <laughs> Kimberly Holly Williams. Always is, looking for the next great daughter, you know? Exactly. Kimberly Williams is way too busy on According to Jim. Oh, my God. You know? So, <laughs> that gem of a TV show. Yeah. Is it still on? No. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, so thank you, because I was really going back and forth, and then I forgot about the sequel. There you go. Oh, there nice. Is. Thank you. You're welcome. Your <laughs> Hollywood career is set. Yeah. In the mid-90s. In the mid-90s. Mid Playing career. Steve Martin's daughter and Martin Short's daughter. <laughs> huh. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. terrific. You walk away with some great stories from that. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Captain Ron, more Aaron Coleman, and more High on Film, right? After this short little break that's coming right up right now. And we're back, high on film, talking Kurt Russell, Martin Short, Mary Kay Places, Captain Ron. Okay, guys, if you haven't seen this movie, what, you didn't have... Cable in the early 90s? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the problem. That's yeah. the only thing stopping you from seeing it. That's yeah, the only thing. The cinematic gem. <laughs> of Captain Rod. Well, one of a number of Kurt Russell boat movies. I mean, Overboard, this. That's it. No, there's probably not. I guarantee you there's another Kurt Russell movie. Because I don't movie. think I've ever seen another Kurt Russell movie. You keep naming these movies. You've never seen another Kurt Russell movie? I don't think so. Oh, Aaron Coleman. This is it. You should you should watch Escape from New York. It's really fun. All right. Yeah, and he wears an eye patch, so you'll be used to him. <laughs> hey, look, oh, yeah, Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. He did kind of fall off the map for a little while. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was still kind of working, you know, here and yeah. there, but nothing. You never as... saw Hateful Eight. Oh, I did. I saw it with you. That's right. We did yeah. see it together. Yes. Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Russell. The muscle. All right, it's time for the summary game. We're each going to take a turn at summarizing Captain Ron in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to view. Mm. You know, to help out any listeners who may want to know a little more about Captain Ron. Or maybe just need a little refresher of their memory. Yeah, because um, they had cable. Because they have cable. <laughs> or they're like me and haven't seen this since they were a child. So, uh, Captain Ron runs a beautiful, high-on-film-approved 90 minutes. Oh, love it. So we're each going to get nine seconds flat to get out the best summary you can. Uh, to be judged by your peers around the podcast table today, uh, zero to two points at stake. Please use decimals to refine your scores uh, to accurately refract, refract, refract how well each one of us Refreshing. does. Refriction. How well each one of us can do uh, giving this uh, beautiful, complete summary. Now, of course, during our break, we had our patented coin toss coin toss. Uh, we toss a three-sided coin, you know, we, we always let Brad call it, and every week, somehow, I guess it's just luck. Yeah, it's luck. Maybe it's fate. It's skill. Maybe it's skill. Maybe it's a combination of all three, but you won again, Brad, uh -huh. affording you to, the chance to go first, second, or third. It's your prerogative. You would think one of these days I would lose. You'd think so. Maybe. But here we are, it's... 216 episodes in. It's a coin flip. Uh, I'll go first. It's a toy cost, Brad. It's a toy cost coin toss. Uh, I will go first. You're gonna go first. I'm gonna just kick things off. Let's get this. Let's get this party going. Tell us all about Captain Ron. Okay. In three, two, one, 
Boom. A family gets a boat. They decide to sell it. Captain Ron's the captain. Uh, they end up really liking the boat, and they end up liking him too, and they stay on the water for some reason. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's an amazing summary at the end. Is, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess. More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> they learned to love that sea life. Yeah. I didn't mention spot. Uh, well, I'm giving you guys a you spontaneity. You didn't mention a lot of things. Well, <laughs> yeah, but did did we really need it? It's nine seconds. It's quick. Yeah, it's true. You, you got a lot out there. Yeah. Let's see how you do, Chris. I'm sure it will be okay. <laughs> What hype? Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, nine seconds on the clock for you to summarize Captain Ron. Captain Ron. Are you ready? Sure. Three, two, one. A family inherits a boat, so they decide to take it from uh, a Caribbean island to the States to sell it off. But uh, they hire a captain who's crazy. They run into some pirates. Uh, then they eventually stay on the boat because they love the water. Eh, you mentioned the pirates. That's pretty good. That's, that's I think, a big plot point. So, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Brad doesn't think the pirates are a big plot point. I do not. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Captain three, Captain two, Captain Ron. A family inherits a boat. They decide to sail it back to the States. They get a ca crazy captain. Wild, madcap zaniness ensues on the high seas. They go on tons of adventures, learn to work together as a family. Time. Whoa. <laughs> Ooh, adding that they learn to work together as a family is a nice touch. Central theme of the movie, guys. That is. That is central theme of the movie. Or spontaneity. Yeah. Is also a <laughs> Yeah, it is. Like you said. It is. Damn, Aaron. Good job there. That was really good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep this podcast chugging right along. Let's chug. <laughs> let's chug. It's time for first impressions. The second game of the podcast. This time, we're each going to give a line from Captain Ron that we would like to hear the person sitting to our right impersonate to the best of their ability. Uh, this game, a little heavier, weighted, zero to three points Oof. for each person available. Uh, Brad went first, so I'm going to go first this time uh, and give you, Aaron Coleman, a line I'd like to hear you say. Okay. And, uh, boy, how could I not give you your most neglected actor, Kurt Russell, <laughs> <laughs> you a, a, a Ron Rico line. Uh, Is that his full name? Yeah, he says it once. Oh. Also, uh, the name of a rum. Oh, perfect. Uh... The Ron Rico rum, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> He's teaching them the names of the masts and the parts of the ship. And he says, you know, they need to know this because they need to be prepared for anything. Because, well, this is the Caribbean. And he gives a few other uh, alternative terms for the Caribbean. And uh, that's just what I want to hear you say in that Kurt Russell rum-drunk gruff voice of yours. <laughs> you gotta learn the basics. Yeah, and you gotta be prepared. That's right. I'm not talking Boy Scout prepared. I mean big time prepared. Well, prepare for any kind of normal... Yeah, that's a Caribbean, guys. El Caribe. Spanish Maine. It's a land of voodoo and hoodoo and all kind of weird shit. All right, Aaron. Do you need a shot of rum before you do this? I already have one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Ready? I'm ready when you are. This is the care. No, that's terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mulligan. <laughs> Mulligan. This is the Caribbean, El Carib, Spanish Maine, land of voodoo and hoodoo and all kind of weird shit. All right, yeah, yeah that was okay. actually that was okay. That's yeah. my best one. Yeah. That's a that's a tough. 
That's a tough one to do. But it wasn't bad, no, actually. Guys, thanks. I appreciate the band. <laughs> that's very kind of you. <laughs> but I realize that's not my best. <laughs> Fair. It's almost as if Kurt Russell doesn't really work into your, uh, <laughs> into my your sweet spot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Uh, all right, take that off my list of impressions. <laughs> uh, Remove it from the <laughs> resume. Let me just cross it off here. Aaron can't Damn do it. a Kurt Russell. <laughs> All right, all right. Do you want to give Brad a line? I sure to, do. You're going to have to reshoot your audition video. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, thank God I didn't pick him in Star. Uh, so close. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, this is a line. Uh, it's from the beginning of the movie when... Oh, I'm sorry, who plays the mother? Uh, Mary, Mary Kay, Kay Place. Mary Kay Place and Martin Short are discussing whether or not they're going to actually sail the boat. And their son, Ben, is in the kitchen making himself a snack, and he spills milk all over Mary Kay Place's uh, blueprints that she's been working on for a week, and she discovers them. And this happens. Jason, guess what? We're getting a boat, man. <sighs> Gotta go. I'll call you back. Okay, who was thoughtless enough to put food on the kitchen table? Did you do this? All right, Brad, I know this impression's in your wheelhouse. Mary Kay Place... <laughs> I mean, you walk around this place doing Mary Kay Place impressions. My place, place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Ah! Okay, who was thoughtless enough to put food on the kitchen table? Did you do this? Wow. I was joking, and you really kind of nailed that. <laughs> that scream was, like, almost perfect. The scream was uh, spot on. I don't think I'll ever speak the same again because of it. <clears throat> Permanently damaged yeah, your vocal A little bit. Something happened there. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you what happened there. You did a great Mary Kay yeah. Place impression. It's good. Thank you. Yeah. Mm, Thank good. you. Anytime or place, Brad will do a Mary Kay Place impression. Uh, look at you. Can I not give you points for that? <laughs> can you, no? You can Negative deduct points, points later <laughs> on. Not unless I do it during my impression. Oh, okay. Any oh, Mary Kay time or Mary Kay place? There, that's there. there. All right, that, yeah, there. That's there. a better yeah, way. That's good. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brad. Back. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a load off my mind. Woo. <laughs> Brad, you got a line for me to impersonate, sir? Uh, I do. I'm going to uh, also give you a Mary Kay place. No, I'm kidding. Uh, a Captain Ron line. A Captain Ron. All right. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna give you some uh, Kurt Russell line. Uh, it is. Towards the latter part of the film, uh, Martin Short is running back onto the boat. Uh, I can't even... Are they in Cuba at this point? No, they're in San Juan. Oh, they're in San Juan. He's running yes. back onto the boat, and uh, he trips and falls, and you coming down the ship, and he sees uh, Captain Ron and one of Captain Ron's lady friends, and he delivers this line. Whoa, you hurt? See, I told you not to leave those bottles laying around. You cretin. No, Angeline's no cretin, boss. She's a Puerto Rican. Yeah, there it is. They say it right in the line. It's Puerto Rican. They're yep. Puerto Rico. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Kurt Russell and his lady friend. Ah, Angeline's no cretin, boss. She's a Puerto Rican. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Can really channel a long, long-haired drunk. 
Kurt Russell. Wow. Weird, you can do that. <laughs> yep. One of my main talents. <clears throat> All right, guys. That's it for first impressions. You can set the scorecards to the side, and uh, as we enter into... You know what? I haven't said this in a while. Time to put on your hard hats, because we're getting into some scene work. Oh. Of course, we're an optimistic podcast. We're going to start things off optimistically. Do-do-do-do! Best scene. What's the best scene in Captain Ron? I pro I think it's the uh, the chase scene. Which chase scene? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the chase scene where they're I guess they're being chased by is it the pirates? pirates. At that point, yeah, yeah, where they're like like the car chase where Captain Ron like shows up. Ah. They jump in the car with Captain Ron of the car he stole in Cuba. In Cuba. Mm-hmm. And it's basically you're getting a chase scene, and then um, Captain Ron drops Martin Short off at the boat to tell him to start the boat, and then he keeps the pirates basically circling while Martin Short can get the boat, you know, revved up and going. And then they all he gets the boat finally going. They all get back on the ship, and then the pirates are basically like trying to hop on the ship with them. And Martin Short has his like. Uh, saving moment like like they've kind of all talked shit on martin short like oh he never steps up in the they had that moment in the car without him yes he's right. trying to start the ship and they're yeah. on the car and... which does come off a little unwarranted like he hasn't really done a lot to like screw things up but they kind of have this feeling that like he never does anything right and uh uh kirk captain ron kind of clocks that mm-hmm. and gives him his saving moment um and martin short gets it by like pushing out the mizzen mask Sure. <laughs> it's uh, definitely one of the masks. Yeah, it's, it's a mask. It like pushes it out and like kind of knocks the pirates down and kind of allows them to escape to escape. Mm-hmm. And uh it's kind of his hero moment. Yeah. And you know, for the film, it's kind of what Martin Short's character like that's kind of the arc of his character. And that even though that's not really the end of the movie, that's kind of his The turning point. The turning point, mm-hmm. his big moment. Uh, Gets and, the respect of his family back. Yeah, and a swashbuckling move. And it's certainly, I would say, the as far as the stakes go in the movie, that's probably the highest stakes moment mm-hmm. of being chased by you know potentially people that could kill you. And you get and you. Escape. They have guns. They have guns. <laughs> Not in that moment though, which I find highly convenient. Yeah, <laughs> they're still on their ship. Maybe the guns are still on their. Boat. Maybe yeah, but they don't have. They don't. They're not just carrying around guns. They're pirates. You would think. <laughs> Boy, they're not great but at man. being pirates. <laughs> Clearly, they let Martin Short and his family yeah. escape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did think that was. That's the kind of the best point in the movie. Okay. For me. All right, Aaron. Uh, yeah, I thought you meant the chase, uh, the really great farcical chase that takes place in the streets of Cuba where they're in the cars and the, they're kind of doing this roundabout thing and you have the point of view of like the old drunk Cube, Cuban man watching it and like the pirates drive by and then the family drives oh, by and yeah. then they reverse and then they reverse again. It's not my favorite scene, but I do love the way that it's executed. Sure. So I was really excited. My favorite scene comes right after that. When they're all working together, like the pirates are still in pursuit and they're all working together. They just realize that the engine is gone and they have to work together as a family and get it sailing and ready to go. And then Captain Ron's pretending that the leg broke in. His leg's broken and the pirates start coming up on them and they're all working together and it seems like it's not going to work out because the pirates are right there. And then the U.S. Coast Guard comes and like shoots the pirates out of the water. I love Mm -hmm. that whole scene just because it's what the movie's about, learning to 
to work together as a family. Um, I think whoever scored this movie did a great job of adding, like, the, atmos the perfect amount of, like, atmosphere. It's, like, fun and uplifting and campy and never takes itself too seriously. And the music underneath all of that is really fun. I love the cheesiness of, like, the U.S. Coast Guard comes to the rescue at yeah. the right moment. Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But I love all of it. I'm always, like, I remember as a kid, I'd always be like, yeah! You <laughs> so, watch that wind take that sail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the 12-year-old in me still watching it, but I do love that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get the, like you said, you get the family working together to actually the moment of escape triumph. the pirates. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they all love the sea now. Yeah. <laughs> I but, guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. They do. They really do. Like, which is weird. <laughs> and also, they know only the basics before they decide to still go back out onto the ocean. Right, exactly. Strange. But more on that later. Yeah. <laughs> Unadvisable. But yeah, more on that later. For me, I think it is actually a, a combination of two scenes, but they happen, you know, in simultaneously. When Captain Ron and Ben, the son, are playing Monopoly, mm -hmm. and Captain Ron gives Ben beer. Yeah. <laughs> and this happens at the same time that Martin Short and Mary Kay Place go down below deck to have a little romance. Right. And one, maybe my favorite joke in this entire movie, is when Martin Short takes off his pants and his green polo is down to his knees. It is yeah. such an oversized... <laughs> nerdy polo that it is just so funny. And it's so 90s. And it's so 90s. And then they ended up getting locked in the shower that starts filling with water and then Captain Ron has to go down and let him out and then now he's I'm trying really, to clean it up. I'm really regretting not giving anyone please don't let my children find me naked and drowned in the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another great Mary Kay yeah. place line that Brad can probably impersonate impeccably. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just think there's so many funny little jokes in both of those as we go back and forth between the two, uh, above deck and below deck. Is that also when he says, like, you want a beer? If you want a beer, you get your own beer. Yeah, because yeah. he's trying to move Captain Ron's beer right. from the gameplay. And he's like, hey, hands off my beer. If you want a beer, get your own. Yeah. He gets like, oh, okay. And he does. Yeah. <laughs> just sit there drinking a beer. Captain Ron charges him for it. <laughs> yeah. That'll be 250. <laughs> Yeah, I just... Uh, That's I, also when Caroline has to bribe them both, because she's leaving to go to the party. The hush money. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just, I don't know, those bits are, are very strong, and I just think they're so funny. Um, but yeah, this movie has, it's it's pretty tight, it's quick, mm -hmm. not a lot to complain about. I mean, a lot of good physical bits, both from Martin Short, obviously, like just, you know, constantly knocking his head into things or falling off the boat. Um, Doing his big Martin Short scream as he does it yeah. every time. I, I do love uh, Catherine Mary Kay Place when she has to first get on the ship and the gangplank yeah. is oh, kind of moving up and down with the waves. Yeah, it is and she's so wearing funny. These little kitten heels. And yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> she's like dropping all four. We're the wrong ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's such a funny bit, and yeah, I mean, it's filled with little gems like that, and I just uh, yeah, very very much appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, if there's a best scene. Technically means there's a do 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 worst scene. What's the worst scene in Captain Ron? I kind of have to go with the ending. Hmm. Uh, the very end, like it, they're basically bringing the ship to this guy for the guy to like, and you you learn that like, oh, he's not gonna really pay them two hundred fifty thousand dollars for it. He's just gonna sell it off for parts because it's a piece of garbage. And they're like coming towards Paul Anka. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, they're like coming towards the dock or whatever, and then the family's like, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't take the boat back. Let's just keep sailing." 
forever, I guess, <laughs> or, or or whatever. Well, let's you know, I guess that's the spontaneity, right? But they've learned to be spontaneous. Yeah, but it's bizarre because you have two kids who need to go to school. She talks about money, pro- not money problems, but like you know, they have credit card debt and a second mortgage in the beginning of the movie. Right, that we could really use that two hundred fifty thousand dollars because nobody else could use two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. But it's just a very weird and they end. Just escaped pirates. Like, don't like, you want to like no. maybe just wait? Like, I get wanting to keep the boat. You don't sure. have to sell the boat, yeah. but maybe don't go right back out into those waters. Right, where you would get like, didn't they also lose their? They, like, broke their compass at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember, like, it's knocked off, so they have no fucking clue where they're going. Yeah. Well, they address that in the lines. They say, well, and Martin Short does his Captain Ron impression. Right. He's like, well, just be spontaneous and let the... That's w- not the line. Take us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember the line. This isn't first impressions anymore, all right? I, I'm glad not, because, boy, Oof, you would have been would, points for that. Yeah. That's a good Martin Short doing a Kurt Russell. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but just that whole ending is... Fair's fair. Is really we- like it's just like yeah, we're just gonna go back out to the water with yeah. no idea where we're going, with no it worry feels about. Unrealistic. Yeah, it's very yeah. unrealistic. Uh, okay, that was the the one thing where I was really like, really, mm-hmm. we're just gonna. You're, that's how you're gonna end this. You're just going back out into the water with no idea where you're going when you've already dealt with pirates. Yeah. And not worry about your jobs or school. Okay, yeah. they sure. should just decide to keep the boat and let Captain Ron live on it or something. So they can go back to their lives, but then every year vacation. Yeah, with Captain Ron. He's part of the family now. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, he goes off and becomes a new couple. Becomes Don Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) Becomes Don Johnson in Miami Vice. Crazy enough. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's a man who dresses uh, Dresses the part. To his environment. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yes. And he wants to be a Coke dealer instead of a. Instead of a. He's a Miami. Homeless ship captain. Probably making more money. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. <laughs> Aaron, do you have a, a worse scene here? I do. Um, it's a, this. It's a scene that's always kind of uh, struck a wrong note with me, and that's mm-hmm. when they are docked. They get lost on the way to San Juan, and they're docked at this other island. And uh, Martin Short is on the boat, and he sees this bathing beauty off in the distance. Yep. And he's staring at her, which yeah, of course. But then Captain Ron walks over, and it turns out that he knows her, and this is a, a woman that he has relations with whenever mm-hmm. he's at that island. And Martin Short gets irrationally angry, as though he was going to go off and sleep with the woman, even though his wife and children are right there. And he gets so angry, he grabs a flare gun and goes to shoot Captain Ron, who is holding the woman, by the way. Yeah. And he even says, like, I'll probably like miss and hit the girl. Like, yeah, probably, dude, because she's right there on his back. <laughs> I just, all of it, like, I understand we're trying to see, like, his, this is his frustration with Captain Ron, and he feels, like, second to Captain Ron and everything, but I, I just always thought that was a weird, like, what was your, what was your, what was your end game yeah. there, buddy? Like, you were gonna... You were gonna murder Captain Ron murder, with a flare gun? And then go sleep with that woman yeah. while you're fifth. And also... wife and family are on the boat? He ends up hurting his eyes, good karma. But then he says the doctor says that he won't be able to see till the next morning. They're on this, like, dessert. I'm like, yep. what doctor? What's happening on this island? Yeah. This is the lost island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's... I mean, I, I get what they're trying to do. It's right. like bruising his machismo ego. Of course. Being like, oh, she's waving at me, and then, oh, of course she's not. He, this handsome, muscular Kurt Russell is standing <laughs> right behind me. Uh, yeah, I don't think he ever fully intends on going off to sleep with her. I think it's just the hurt of... 
Of course. Oh, he gets this little ego boost yeah. thinking it's him for a second. <laughs> but, yeah, the flare stuff is a little... It just gets it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I, like, I totally am with it until a point. And then I'm like, all right, what are we... Yeah. What's happening? And yeah, why does Ron take off his eye patch to jump into the water? That seems weird to me. You know, maybe doesn't like he makes she likes the glass eye yeah. she wants to look into the glass eye when she's screwing him yes yeah. I love that you say going down below for romance but now Cat Ron's screwing this girl <laughs> you're so you're so genteel and delicate <laughs> well they're they're a married couple oh, Cat Ron okay. yeah, yeah. out out, out there getting his it is. they're trying to have a little Hound romantic dogging. moment and he's just like oh she always wants a piece of my manhood when I come around you don't say he wants a piece of my manhood does to have romance. The romance. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to take yeah. the eye patch off at some point. Therefore, yeah. if he doesn't, how do you know what's going on under there? It was like your whole problem with Bane in Dark Knight Rises. What's your problem? You always had a problem that right. he didn't take the mask off. Only because the very beginning of the film, they make such a big deal about it. So it only, it's like a, a Chekhov's gun. Right. You gotta shoot the gun at some point. Sure. Chekhov's flare gun. Same thing Chekhov's here. Chekhov's flare gun. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing here with Captain it's Ron's not, eye patch. No, there's no like he automatic he almost immediately reveals what's under his eye patch when he goes take to take a nap and switches the eye patch right. to shut out the light. Oh yeah, it's also weird when his eye falls out. Yeah, that's just a bit of like zany comedy. Yeah, yeah it kind of fell flat. Yeah. Uh, my worst scene is kind of I think a couple of like little lack of scenes. Uh, there's a couple of times, I, I have two, I think it maybe happens one or maybe two more times other than these two, but these were the more egregious ones to me. Um, and I'm torn still, because again, this movie's a tight 90 minutes, and if we would have expanded of these scenes like I feel like you need to, we would have ended up with a longer movie. But still, it's, we jump at two points, one when, um, around when they're losing the eyeball, right? And the kids are kind of all over the place. We go from Mary Kay and Martin looking for their kids to cut to they're in jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, they're in jail for bringing the revolutionaries to the island. You're kicked off. And sure, it keeps the movie rolling, but we don't even see them get arrested. Yeah. They're still looking for their kids. <laughs> or even talk to the cops. Right, exactly. Like the cops just never come into play. <laughs> and the one that's almost more egregious, I think, comes even just a little bit later when they spot the pirates coming after them. Cut to, they're now in the life raft and the pirates have already taken their boat. Yeah. I feel like that is a pretty big sequence to really just leave out of the movie. Of the pirates, like, overtaking their boat, hustling them off into the life raft, you know, like... Right. Where is all that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And again, like, sure, it makes this movie 90 minutes, <laughs> but that's a huge piece that, like, you... Probably should have shown. Right. I mean, that'd be like the most tense point in the entire movie. Right. Where there's actual danger yeah. now. I think maybe that's why they don't show it. That might be true. Because you lose the lightheartedness of yeah. all of this. Like, that is a very serious thing that you're being pursued by these pirates. But we have to still keep it like this lighthearted family comedy. Right. But, I mean, even in lighthearted family comedies, you get a little danger you get a little suspense right yeah. like i mean but i think they have that in cuba they do they do yeah right yeah the car chase and then they're coming after with the gatling gun on the mm -hmm. ship and everything sure i mean i think she is right i think they do it because it is too real and too tense mm -hmm. but it still comes off very <laughs> weird yeah quick jump in time <laughs> forward yeah yeah and with the prison one too it almost seemed like the way they shoot it 
that scene, it's like almost a reveal. Mm-hmm, they pull out. Because they pull out, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, you see a close-up on them talking, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're behind bars. Yeah. So they, they wanted it to kind of be this fun reveal, but it's just weird. Because it is the like, last well... Thing they're just calling for their kids' names. Yeah, yeah, like all of a sudden now we're in jail. Like, oh, what a twist. They're in jail now. Like, well, okay, that's fine, but... Yeah. You didn't really earn this. They needed a reason yeah. to force them off the island, and that was their solution. Yeah. Like, they could have just found their kids and be like, all right, we're done with Captain Ron, you've tattooed our kids, time to go. Right. Then they but, made him, yeah. Yeah, but they had this little thing about being in jail and getting kicked off the island. Bah. What can you do? Bah humbug. Bah humbug, friend. You said bah, I say humbug. <laughs> All right. You say bah, I, I say humbug. Bah, humbug, bah, humbug. Yeah. All right, guys, it's time for milking it. <laughs> the final game of the podcast. Zero to five points at stake, so easily the heaviest weighted game of the show. We're each going to draw a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. On said card will give you a new way to look at the events that transpire in Captain Ron. You can uh, reuse, reduce, recycle any of the characters, themes, plot points, anything you'd like to salvage to uh, make a brand new movie, title, and a quick summary, and put it back out there to make a billion more dollars for the studio system. Because they made a billion dollars off Because Captain Ron made a billion dollars. Wow, I did not. That is surprising. Yeah. (laughs) Box office mojo. (laughs) We we absolutely looked it up. (laughs) Yep. All right, uh, and I believe it is Aaron's turn to go first this time and draw a card to seal your fate. Mm, 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 mm. Prequel. Oh, Ooh. interesting. Prequel. All right. Okay. All Brad. Private Ron. What? Private before Captain. Oh, I don't <laughs> think that's how those work. I don't know. <laughs> disaster film. A disaster film. All right. They don't have privates in the Navy. Okay. They're like something else. Ensigns or squabs. I don't know. Mate? First mate? I have no idea. Squabs? That's what they call, that's what Ron calls Ben the entire time. What do you call them? Swab? Yeah, swab. Like swab the deck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what they do. They swab. swab. Sure. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) semen terminology. (laughs) Even though you just told me what I said was wrong. Right, but it's, I know it's not a private. Well, do you know, though? You just said you don't know. I, I, I mean, I feel like you're changing stories all over the place here. You're right. <laughs> just pulling it all on my ass. I'm doing a war film. Ooh. Ooh. All right. And we're going to take a quick break and be right back with three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment right after this. And we're back right in the middle of milking it for Captain Ron. Erin Coleman here with us today. And she's about to kick us off with milking it, appropriately enough, with the Captain Ron prequel. Captain Ron prequel. Mm. I start with the synopsis, correct? However you want to pitch it to us, please. I'll pitch it to you. Yeah. Stuffy businessman Ben Oaks, played by Ben Kingsley, decides to purchase a sailboat as an investment from the Clark Gable estate. He has to go down to the Caribbean to pick it up and ends up hiring a local woman to captain his boat. Now, originally, he does not believe that this woman can 
captain a boat, and also they have various personality differences that make it seem like they'll never get along. <laughs> However, <laughs> after a series of madcap adventures involving pirates, Puerto Ricans, and Ted, owner of Island of Ted, they end up falling in love and having a child, a young Ronald. They decide uh. to settle on Ted's Island, where they ostensibly live happily ever after. The title of the movie is Captain Dawn. That's his uh, last name. Uh, <laughs> I like that a lot. Yep. That's, I love that you make Ron and Martin Short brothers. I think it's his like, great uncle. Uncle? Oh, uncle. okay. Yeah. So cousins? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that you brought up Ted's Island. That's one of my other favorite jokes in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You heard of St. Croix? Yeah, it's the one right next to it. What's that one called? Ted's. Ted's. <laughs> Ted's Island. Oh, so funny. Good job, Aaron. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Gender swapping, too. Yeah. 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 Title is a work in progress. Uh, Captain Dawn. No. Yeah, like Way that. better than my title. I'll tell you that right now. Well, go ahead, Brad. Give us your uh, disaster film summary and great title. It's going to be a disaster. Um, well, okay, so we have Martin Short's family, and they've inherited a boat, uh, very much like in this movie. Uh, and they decide to take it out on the seas, and while they're out, they learn that a they've sailed pretty far away and they've learned that a huge tsunami has come in and like wiped out a lot of the uh, port where they left from. So like a lot of that people have died, things are destroyed and now they know the storm is coming towards them. So it's basically them trying to learn quickly enough to how to survive a storm like that. Captain Ron's there to kind of teach them. They're working together as a family and the storm comes and it is, uh, you know, obviously, you know, very, uh, it's a deadly storm, and they're trying to, uh, uh, you know, obviously haven't outrun it. They work together and eventually are able to survive the storm. Uh, the ship's pretty much ruined at that point, so then it's kind of a battle to get back to shore as well, and they don't go back out sailing at the end. They're like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. We're done with uh, the ocean. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a break, and uh, yeah, we're going to hang out with Captain Ron, have some beers, and not be on the ocean for a little while. And they sell the boat to Captain Ron. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. I maybe sailing isn't for them. No. Yeah. It's not. Not after a fucking tsunami. Sure. Um, and uh, my title is Escape the Storm. Oh, escape. Escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. escape yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah, okay. Not yeah. so bad. Not so bad. Yeah, you were you talked that down and like well, that probably was... helped you because now I think that's a yeah, good title. Exactly. <laughs> it was all part of my plan. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, I got a war film if you're ready. I'm so ready. ready. War horse. War horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're now set in World War Two, and instead of being in the Caribbean, we're now set in the waters off the Philippine mm -hmm. Islands. <clears throat> Uh, we start with a ragtag naval unit who's enjoying the island culture uh, as their ship, which has seen better days, but it was recently ravaged by a storm and is now being, like, repaired. Uh, and that's why they're afforded this little bit of time to, like, kind of, you know, sip some Mai Tais, etc. Um, suddenly, they get in uh, a call, uh, a new mission, where they have to go find a missing soldier uh, who's somewhere in the vicinity, uh, captured by... The Japanese. So uh, they get on their half-repaired ship uh, and start island hopping, uh, of course running into different 
Japanese regiments, uh, some Somali pirates, another storm comes through the area because, of course, it's storm season. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and all kinds of trouble, only to eventually find old Private Martin uh, marooned on an island with uh, one other, like, Japanese soldier. And they end up rescuing him. And it's called uh, Rescuing Private Martin. <laughs> sure. There you All go. Right. Sure. All right. Of course, uh, the battalion led by Captain Ron, of course. <laughs> Duh. Alright, and as soon as you're done scoring, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition. And as we uh, do that inevitable math, we will move into our pessimistic end of the podcast. Like, doing math isn't pessimistic enough. Podcast regrets. Anything you regret saying or not saying throughout the duration of this show? I mean, my regret is that I, I thought I could have swore this was the movie... <laughs> Where I first saw nudity on film uh, when I was a child. And this is not it. There is, it? like, very minimal nudity in this, but it is not Go the scene yeah, yeah. That, I, uh, that I thought. I, and I, I, God, I swore it had Kurt Russell in it, too. But I don't is know. Is it Overboard? I don't think Overboard has any nudity in it. I've but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might even be PG. Because uh. I think that's, like, Kurt Russell is, like, raising kids. Yeah, it's like Goldie and Hawn. Goldie Hawn like gets amnesia. Yes, and she because she's like this hoity-toity like bitch, and then she gets amnesia, and then like learns to be like a good person and care for people and yes. like enjoy like the more basic things of life. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So PG thirteen's no boobs. I thought you got boobs. Oh, you, you are, but it can't. They're not. They can't be terribly sexualized. Interesting. So like this does. You have a little some like slight boobage in the overhead shot of the shower. Oh right, but that's just like... Titanic famously one big. Kate Winslet boob out, <laughs> getting sketched, PG-13. Yeah, I mean, it's getting sketched. It's not, like, over-sexual. Right, right, no, exactly. No. In the sex scene all. in Titanic, there's no nudity. Right. Just, just a hand that's, a female hand that smacks the We're coming back to this window. again. <laughs> I can't believe it. It was recently brought to my attention that it's a point of contention. Yes. Yeah. So there it is. Either way. Uh, yeah, I guess... Podcast regrets. My only... <laughs> this is not it, and I still can't find that movie. That's my regret. Someday, Chris, you'll find it. One day. I promise you. Uh, I guess my only regret is not bringing up the whole engagement element of this movie as mm. kind of a worst scene thing. Mm. Uh, the daughter, I mean, first of all, like, it's pretty much they decide, they decide to go out on the ship once they figure out their daughter is engaged. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of the, almost the, not... 16-year-old daughter. Yeah, yes. For our listeners. I mean, they inherit the boat, so that's a little, obviously, more the inciting incident, but I feel like Mary Kay Place's character is kind of against it mm -hmm. until her daughter tells her that she is now engaged. And I guess my biggest problem with it, it is, we don't really wrap that up at all. Like, that's a huge problem for them, is her daughter being engaged. And I guess you're supposed to think that she's, like, hitting on other guys so much that yeah. it's not going to last anyway. Yeah. But it is just kind of thrown in there for no reason. Never bothered me. Yeah. She's 16. She's clearly lively and vivacious and impetuous. She decides she's going to get engaged. I think the whole point in that beginning scene is that this family is more disconnected than they would like to be. Yeah. So she's slipping away, you know been they never have time for and they're always so busy so i think there's just like well we're not gonna let her slip away and make this dumb mistake and let's just get her out of the situation because as soon as she does she'll forget about it which is exactly what happens yeah it's true so and she gets a nice ring it's funny too that 
it's they're all about spontaneity. Yeah. Except for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Except for our daughter, spontaneous, our sixteen-year-old daughter, daughter, spontaneously yeah. getting which sure, yeah, that's engaged to Spike or whatever problem. that is. Yeah, that loser. Well, like like uh, what is it, Catherine or the mom? Yeah, Mary Kay Place does say uh, towards the beginning of the film. We'll have time for spontaneity when we plan for it. Yeah. Like yeah. I can't remember the exact oh, line yeah. here. Which is a good we'll line. be spontaneous when we have time. When we have time. Yeah. There yes. yeah. Which is a great line. It is. Yeah. It was up there for, uh, it, it was almost one of my lines to give. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Finalist. That leads into my regret. I can't believe I didn't pick the line, please don't, I already mentioned this, yeah. please don't let my children find me naked and drowned in a mm. shower. That is one of my most favorite lines. It always has been. Yeah. So. And a legitimate fear. And Once a legitimate found, fear. Yeah, that'd be terrible. around by their children. <laughs> yeah. That'd be terrible. However, what a way to go. Uh, it's a half regret because hearing Brad Davis do that scream is yeah. a highlight <laughs> of my day so far. So. Hey, you're not the only one. I yeah. feel like it brought a little light to this dark world. Yeah. <laughs> Thor in the dark world. Thor in the dark world. All right, guys. We had... Unbeknownst to all of us, we had a hell of a barn burner on our hands. Oh, really? The scores we, we burned are a barn. Centimeters apart. Neck and neck. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Coleman, 17 points flat. Oh. An incredibly impressive showing for any high on film episode. Sure. Unfortunately, she was bested by Brad, 17.73 points. Whoa. Who also lost to me 17.91 oh. points. Wow. 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 We were really close. We were really close. Looking Fire at the scorecards, we're actually incredibly consistent with all our scorings as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is really, I mean, a sign of good judging, I think. Yeah. A lot of people put the same scores for the same games on the same contestants. It's pretty, pretty fun. Nice, so nice, nice. Your losing streak is over? Yeah, I, I won uh, one recently, too. Oh, okay. Either Alien 3 or Split. I won one of those. Okay. I think I won Alien 3, maybe. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I've... You had a rough go in there for a while. The days that I've win, won is, have been few and far between <laughs> <laughs> this season. Ugh. Rough um, season. Yeah, so far, yeah. Rough season. I know. Well, Aaron. Yeah? Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, I, I certainly appreciate it. It's always a blast having you on the show. Uh, and just seeing you in general in real life. Oh, guys. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to plug uh, our listening audience should know about? You can catch me once a month uh, performing with my sketch team, Back Alley Racket Club at Westside Comedy Theater. Um, the dates for that are on the website, so go look them up. And then, cool. if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at Universal Center and on Instagram at Aaron H. Coleman. Boom. And you're always good about promoting the shows when they're coming up, too, on oh, those yeah. uh, social media Big accounts. Promoter. Yeah. I love promoting. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're in the LA area, Westside Comedy Theater. It's a great place. It's a great place. Yeah. There's a bar. Yeah. There's a bar. There's a bar with good beer prices and great sketch teams. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Brad Davis, thank you as always, sir. A uh, pleasure, yes. Uh, at BDAlwaysGP on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, speaking of rough season, I love you Pittsburgh Pirates, my baseball blog. Uh, you can find on my Twitter page once a week. Woof. It's getting... It's not great. It's getting upset. No. Not great. Commiserate the blog is great. Brad. Yeah, thank you. The... <laughs> There's a growing frustration of the author of the blog with this subject. <laughs> the long distance relationships hit a rocky point. Yeah. Huh? yeah, we'll see how things turn out. But yeah, not feeling great right now. I'm at Cross Maxwell across your social media platforms. That's Chris with an O instead of an I. At High on Film is the show on those same social media platforms. Um, go to iTunes where you can leave us a review, leave us a couple stars, help expose us to new people in the good way, not the 
illegal way. Yeah. Yeah. Sex crime way. PG-13 way. Yeah, the PG-13 <laughs> way. And yeah, check out. We, I mean, we had a great run of all the Alien movies, and we did a, a spoiler-free uh, Covenant review, and uh, we talk extensively about Split, the latest M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, those are all out now on iTunes and at highonfilm.com. Uh, some great stuff there. And we'll be back next week with a brand new guest and a new episode and a whole lot more fun, that's for sure. So thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>